Hello, welcome to Spotlight, celebrating the island's creative life. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. It's that time to gather again. In Krunjik is on us once more. We'll get a good insight into this year's happenings from Chloe Woolley and Joe Collister. There's a new poem from Bard Owen Atkinson. And our next Arts Council profile and reminder that this lot are coming. As always, do get in touch with any creative, artistic endeavours you may be involved in, planning, hoping to create, or would really like to put in the spotlight. Be they poetic, visual, theatrical, musical, literary, mime, or anything else you can think of. Email me, spotlight at manxradio.com or howardkane at manxradio.com. I like them both. So, anyone who's anyone knows that this year's in Kranjik is almost upon us. It starts next Monday, seeing as you ask, and runs through until the 31st. A host of concerts, workshops, displays, food, folk, stuff for the kids. To get the lowdown, I chatted to Joe Collister and Chloe Woolley from the in Kranjik committee and began by asking Chloe how it all started. Well, the first in Kranjik was in 1978 and it was devised by Mona Douglas, who is obviously well known now as a cultural activist and revivalist and was involved in all elements of Manx life, really, from the language, music, dance. So she was involved in the inter-Celtic world and attended lots of other festivals that were cropping up around the Celtic countries. So she created Inkrinyakt here in the Isle of Man, um, first of all as a Manx national festival, but then um, in the second year, I believe, uh, it's when she invited uh, our Celtic cousins over to... Um, take part uh, and music and dance primarily but also language and we have lectures and things like that so um it, yeah it's been continuing for i think this is the 45th festival it is i mean it's been around for as long as i can remember it so it seems to me you've been involved for a long time joe something you've always enjoyed yeah i've only been on the committee for the past maybe five or six years but it's always been part of my life i think when you grow up um, involved in Manx music and Manx dance it's just always on your radar. Is it difficult to get or trying to make it different every year while staying within the sort of parameters of, of what it's what it's there to do as it were? Well it, I don't know if it's difficult as such we certainly um, look out for new innovative ideas uh, we've got good relations with the other festivals like Cum Caltai and Loenda Perrin and Lorient and they're always a good opportunity to spot talent that's coming up um, obviously there's some big names in Celtic music that you always hope that you can get over here because um, you know people love to see the big bands um, so we try and keep a good range really um, so we've got family oriented groups um, such as this year we've got a Welsh dance group and that's intergenerational and then they can mix with our um, family dance groups over here and then we've got like big names coming over such as Frankie Gavin who's um uh, one of the most famous fiddle players in Ireland. So, um, yeah, we're always, we try and keep it fresh every year. So, Joe, what's coming up this year then? As Chloe was saying there, there's always a mix. I think there's something for everyone. It's not just a series of concerts. We've got sort of workshops. We've got masterclasses. We've got drop-ins. Of course, Kayleigh's as well. 
Yeah, I think one of the big changes this year is it's running in the first week of the summer holidays. So normally we run in the last week of term um, and this time it's going to be when families and everybody are off school. So we've really put a focus on workshops and displays at lunch times. So some of the things, um, if you're a Cunyuk regular, you'll recognise these things. If not, they'll be nice and new to you. Um, but we've got our Noah Bakehouse uh, sessions every lunchtime. Um, at one o'clock and each day there's a different focus so I think we start off with a Manx session and then all the different Celtic countries have a turn um, but at the same time as that in Peel outside the house of Manannan we've got workshops and displays there uh, running throughout the week um, we do have programmes everywhere that you can have a look at obviously and we've got a website celticgathering.im and in the programme page there on the website you'll see all the details of the displays and workshops and then of course in the evenings Chloe's mentioned Frankie he's on the let me see the Thursday night Mm -hmm. but we kick off with McClear on Monday the 25th of July so we start off with that concert at the Centenary Centre most of our concerts in fact all of our concerts are based in Peel so we've got uh, the Centenary Centre as our venue there but we have got family Cayleys at the Masonic Hall um, and we've got lovely lectures and something for everyone really. Mm. There isn't and there's always a good youth element to it as well Chloe. There is so um, as Joe said it's taking part um, taking place during the holidays this year so we've got a Brie workshop on the Monday in Culture Vannon at three o'clock where any young musicians um, aged 10 to 18 can come along with their instruments or grab one of the percussion instruments and take part in um, a workshop with Isla Collister who's coming over she's a Manx fiddle player that's based in Glasgow as a professional player now and the, actually the next day we've got a youth trad concert. So that's going to showcase a lot of the young talent in music, singing, dancing. And I think there might be a bit of Manx language recitation mm-hmm. as well. Um, and one of our Brie ex-students is Isla Collister. Uh, so that evening we're really, really pleased that she's going to um, premiere a new piece of music that she's written um, for Culture Vannon. Uh, and this on the um, Tuesday, uh, the Wednesday night, sorry, twenty seventh of July, and it's called Creact, and it's inspired by um, influential women, courageous women in Manx history. So she's taken the themes of Sophia Morrison, Angel Neen, uh, Neil, sorry, and the women behind the campaign for abortion law, modernisation, and the Handmaid's Isle of Man, and she's created this new uh, musical work that involves um, all women identifying ensemble. So uh, we've got Ruth Kegan, Mira Royal, um, Katie Lawrence, and uh, some others. And uh, this artwork by Joe Davies that accompanies this. So it's part of a bigger project. Um, Joe and I eventually uh, will create something for schools out of that. Um, so that's an exciting work from a young composer. So she's in her early 20s. And plenty of chances as well for not just uh, youth, but also, you know, if you want to get involved, have a bit of a sing, bring your instrument along, get involved one way or another, plenty of chances through the festival for that as well. Yeah, we're uh, looking forward to our song night at the Masonic Hall on Tuesday the 26th. Um, we did lots of sing-alongs during the last two years, so the festivals continue to run despite COVID and lockdowns, and we're very grateful to all our amazing Manx performers and artists who've... Um, 
supported us so well during those two years. But also we've done lots of online links um, with all our Celtic friends as well. So Briar's Boys in particular, who are our Cornish Shanty Choir, who are coming over this year, they did lots of YouTube videos for us and we had a virtual sing-song last year. Mm. So this year it's going to be a real-life sing-song, which will be brilliant. Um, we've also got a Kaylee. I think we mentioned the family Kaylee. That's on the Wednesday night. Uh, and of course, we've got our Mega Manx Kaylee. I was thinking that, yeah, mm. that's the... Uh, yeah. yeah, so that was planned to be um, a big event that sort of celebrated all things Manx, I suppose, during last year when we couldn't have all our visiting artists over. And then, of course, COVID reared its head again, so it was postponed to this year. But actually, it's worked out for the best. It's on Friday the 29th of July at half past seven at the villa. And it just means that we can celebrate all our Manx artists, but we've also got our visiting artists as well. So Penify, our Welsh dance group are performing. We've got the Ellen Vannon Pipes and Drums. Um, and Chloe, did you want to say about Manx Fiddle Orchestra? Yes. Um, well, the Manx Fiddle Orchestra was an initiative we started last year at Incronect. And it's led by Katie Lawrence. And basically, it's an ensemble that's open to anyone who plays the violin. Um, and we've worked on some sets of Manx fiddle tunes that sound very impressive. Um, so we've got youngsters, I think the youngest is like six or seven, up to some of the older members um, of, like from the symphony orchestra. So right range of fiddle players. What do you think is the endearing popularity of the Kronjik? Is it just the music? Is it the people? Because it's, it's not just people who are sort of into folk, into their culture, into local languages. It brings in a really broad audience and it seems to grow year on year from when I remember it as a child. Well, I think it's because we're such a friendly bunch. Um, I think we try and make everyone welcome, try and put on events that suit anyone, really. You can get involved, um, whether you're just an audience member or you can have a go and try out some crafting or join in a song workshop. Um, I think that's the key to it and keeping things just accessible for everyone. Yeah, and as Chloe said... We have a real big focus on community and you've already mentioned, Howard, like young and old. And as part of that, we've got our new Festival Friends, our Courage and Nefalia initiative this year. So it's a bit like a festival fringe, really. Um, and it's a way of celebrating all those businesses, um, whether you're a, a coffee shop or, you know, a shop selling um, tourist items or whether you're a restaurant or anything based in Peel, outside of Peel. It's just pulling together, everybody displaying our posters, our Celtic bunting, maybe putting on their own events. Um, and it's just an extra way of celebrating, I suppose, the community aspect mm. of Krunjit and Krunjit. I know you'll be enjoying all of it. Anything in particular either of you are looking forward to seeing or joining in? or? Well, for me, I think I'm really looking forward to, well, there's lots I'm looking forward to, but the Saturday, the final Saturday night gig is with Def Shepherd. <laughs> and um, my husband's in Def Shepherd. <laughs> They're a Scottish band. You got and to say yes to that. Yes, yeah, so um, they were supposed to come over two years ago. Um, they were very big in Scotland in the Celtic scene. So I'm looking forward to seeing them because I know they're brilliant and I want everyone else to see how brilliant they are. Any highlights for you, Jill? I think it's the displays and workshops at the House of Manannan. So these are running from the Tuesday to the Friday, 12 till 2. And there's such um, such a vary, variation, really. It's a good overview. If you've not been to Nkrinyuk before, all these events are free. And then as a follow-on to that, the full day on the Saturday. So we have the gathering on the Saturday, which is held at the Corran Hall and Cathedral grounds in Peel. Again, that's free. Um, it's absolutely packed. We've got the Soundcheck Youth Stage. We've got 
performances in the cathedral. We've got the artisan craft fair in the Corran Hall. Um, and again, free of charge. So if you've not been and you're not sure if Fincrunyuk's for you, it's definitely for you. <laughs> um, but you can come to those sorts of events and just get a real flavour of what it's about. Details then, Chloe, if people want to get along. And it's, there really is something for everyone, I must admit. That, you, know, you don't have to be into folk or into Manx culture or Manx language or anything else. You'd enjoy some aspects of pretty much something, some way, if you go along. How to get involved? What's the easiest way? Um, well, you can go to our website, which is CelticGathering.im. Um, the festival runs from Monday the 25th um, to Sat- Sunday the 31st of July. And um, pick up a programme. We've got some in Celtic Gold, um, various places around Peel, actually. Um, we've got tickets online on our website. And also in Celtic Gold, you can buy physical tickets. Um, there's still a few festival passes left, I believe, um, which are £50, which gets you into all of the Peel events. And um, to get to the Mega Manx Cayley, go to villagaiety.com. Literally something for everyone and a feast for the ears and eyes. Don't miss it. It's worth going along to the Cayleys for the Breton dancing alone. Spotlight. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Some poetry for you. Here's Manx Bard, Owen Atkinson. He can introduce the work. So I wrote this poem um, a couple of months ago for Eve Alden, which um, is uh, the Manx celebration of Beltane um, at the start of May, kind of signalling the end of winter and the start of summer. Um, and kind of now we're here in summer, just after the solstice. Um, I'm thinking about, um, yeah, I've been thinking about this theme again. Um, so, yeah, I wrote the poem specifically for that event, very kindly inv- invited by there, by the E. Walden Committee, um, and got to share this on the main stage and now on the radio. So here it is, and the poem is just called E. Walden. Summer sun, winter moon, ice melts and flowers bloom. Frozen white, metallic blue, sinewed silver, the fading grey-black of an overcast night as beads of ice form on sharpened grass. Then, oh so suddenly, blood orange bursts forth, yellow ochre and flushed fuchsia follow, bronze-flecked freckles speckled over rose-blushed cheeks. Sun breaks through a cloud tinged pink, orange, yellow. Mists part, then disappear into sparkling haze. The heat comes slowly, then all at once. In eight and a half minutes, the light from that ball of burning gas will be here, with us, thawing out the prickled purple heather. First comes primrose, then daffodil, then bluebells, white bells. I urge myself not to forget the shining glow of emerald green grass and the sweet coconut scent of freshly budding gorse. But I can already see the solstice to come. The drawing in of any night brings a shiver. Why can't the day just go on? Why can't the summer last forever? Summer sun, winter moon, ice melts and flowers bloom. Let's enjoy the uphill climb. An amber sunrise lifts the gaze, eyes open, neck stretched upwards. We have to remember that without night there is no day. Without ice, there is no fire. Elements balance. The tides of time will ebb and flow. 
the summer crashes in on the glistening crest of a soaring wave, and recedes just as quickly. Without winter, there is no summer. We say good night to the moon, welcome the sun, and hearts aflutter, breath drawn in, with the world on pause, we hold this fleeting juncture, grasp tightly unto the rays of ever-shifting sunlight, and bask in their momentary glow. Always great to hear Owen's work, broadly inspired by the life and culture of the Isle of Man. More from Owen next month, and his tenure, I think, as the current Manx Bard must be heading towards an end. I don't know, I must ask him. Now, the latest in our little series, profiling the members and work of the Isle of Man Arts Council. And Steve Dakin, for it is he, hope I didn't spoil the surprise there, was busy, busy with a great event coming up this weekend when I spoke to him, a long-delayed visit to the island by the Halle Orchestra for a concert and workshop with local young players. We welcome the Halle over with Sir Mark Elder to conduct and um, Ben Gravesner to play um, Beethoven Piano Concerto. Um, and that's, that looks like a really exciting programme. Um, and then on the Sunday, um, we've got what's going to be an absolutely um, fantastic day where about 90 to 100 of our, our local school musicians will be joining with the Halle for a come and play event. And um, we started rehearsals for that. We had our first rehearsal last Sunday um, and it was just such a, a, an amazing sound and they're, they're really excited about it. And quite rightly, because it's not often you'll get a chance to play with a top-notch professional orchestra. No, absolutely. And I, I said to them on Sunday, I, I would have loved to have had that opportunity as a child. And um, they're, as I say, they're very excited. And for many of them, it might even be the first time they've heard a pr- professional orchestra play live. Um, and there's a different programme they're playing on the, on the Sunday for the, uh, for the pupils as they're playing on the Saturday night. Um, and there are some great pieces on that, some very fun, light-hearted pieces as well. So they're going to have an absolutely amazing time. I'm always amazed by the amount of variety and the, the amount of talent that's on island. Um, but there's nothing more powerful than a full symphony orchestra um, full of professional players. And it's just a beast of a sound and it's just really moving. And something for everyone? Absolutely something for everyone. Um, there's some really great pieces lined up. Um, and the Sunday particularly, a lot, lots of light-hearted pieces, fanfare for the common man, and the rather unusual Leroy Anderson, the typewriter. Um, so very much looking forward to that. Um, some E.T. music um, and all sorts of different things. But even the, the Saturday night, the more formal event, if you like, um, um, some lovely music in there. So very much um, looking forward to that too. And availability, still tickets going? Yes, there are some t- tickets. I think be quick, um, particularly for the Saturday. Um, they're, they're selling very, very well, but there is st- still some availability, so um, not too late to get your get your place. Now, just uh, we're going to just chat a little bit more about your position here at the Arts Council. How did you get involved in the first place? Um, I saw the, an advert, um, advert online when they were looking for new Arts Council members and I thought, do you know what, I, um, you've got to be in it to win it, as it were. Um, and I recognised how much was going on in the island and it was just a great opportunity to kind of meet some more people and get involved in supporting the arts and, um, you know, not just music, but the visual arts, and the drama, uh, the sculpture, the, the whole package. Um, so I applied for the position um, and had what was apparently an interview, but it was a great chat with the panel about kind of art on the island and um, how they support that as the Arts Council. Um, and, you know, a few days later it was, yes, we'd like you to join our panel. And it's been brilliant ever since. I've, I've learned so much, um, not only about how the arts 
um, council work, but also about the rich uh, variety of, of art, art with a capital A um, on the island. It's been a really interesting journey. And your own background, you've hinted that, is that mainly music? Yeah, predominantly music. Um, and music is kind of all, all I've ever done, really. Um, I trained as a professional musician um, in, in Cardiff at the Royal Welsh College of Music and Drama, um, and then kind of fell into teaching, if you like, um, after a couple of years playing professionally um, and have been teaching ever since, but um, very well rooted now in, in the island music scene. So it's, it's all music for me, but have been involved in some of the kind of... Um, the amateur societies on Ireland, like D- Douglas Choral Union, um, and be working with Manx Operatics soon as well. What do you think of the importance of the arts on the island? Because it's very often the case, isn't it? It's, it's the poor man when it comes to funding and such like. It's always taking second place. How do you feel we, we fare on the Isle of Man with view to the public's perception of the importance of art within the local culture? I think we, we have a very rich culture of music and art here and, you know, thinking particularly music musically, it's so important to so many of the events that we, we all enjoy. You know, Tim Will Day, for example, only a week or so ago, music plays a key part in that. And I think we do very well. I mean, I've touched on it already, the, the amount of music that goes on on island. The funding side of it can be challenging, um, but that's where the Arts Council can come in. And, you know, we talk a lot about wanting to support things that might not be able to happen um, or being able to facilitate new things. And I think we fare really well for the amount of music that goes on. And ever since I've been working with some of the amateur dramatic societies, I've been amazed at the level of talent that we've had on the that we have on the island. It's just it's blown me away. What do you think the importance of the Arts Council is then fitting into that picture on the Isle of Man? Is it sort of upping the awareness of the arts? Is it looking again primarily for funding for artistic projects which might not otherwise get off the ground? I think there's a bit of everything in there really. Um, It's certainly being there to provide funding and really to facilitate things to happen. Um, Not forgetting things like the student awards that enable students to go and support their um, their studies. The travel grants that we offer that enable people to get off island and to get some CPD or some new experiences. I think it's absolutely imperative and you know we're very blessed that it's um, very popular here. Lots of people know about the the Arts Council, but very much there's work to do with the engagement as well. And and you know there's lots going on in that respect too. And so, do you see a healthy future for the artistic scene island wide? I very much hope so. I, I think you know as long as people still see the importance in it, and that we keep that importance in the education section as well. Um, you know, we will only be as good as as we are artistically if we're breeding the talent lower down in the schools. And that's music, that's drama, that's um, visual arts. It's all got to be there. And I think sometimes the arts can become the poor relation in the curriculum, uh, and maybe because it's viewed as not being you know um, statutory or you know necessary. But I think it's quite the reverse. Um, I've looked at a lot of studies recently where. You know, obviously, with a primary focus on music, where you know learning an instrument can really advantage you academically, um, not to, to mention all the well-being and all of the extra skills it brings to you. So the arts are, have got so much going for them, and we need to really, really embed that in the curriculum from day one to really make sure that we secure the future um, of the arts on the island. Don't forget to go along and support the Hallets. It's bound to be a great night, and get out to at least some of Inchluniach. Twet your appetite. Here's a little piece from a local group who will be featured during the festival, the ever-inventive groove of Clash 4.
forget, if you want to hear anything again, go to maxradio.com, download the Spotlight podcast and listen at your leisure. Or at work, I won't tell anyone. Drop me a line with any artistic thoughts or ideas. Stay creative. I'll see you next week. Cheerio. Cheerio.